Did you have someone come into your life and build you up just to tear you back down? Did you have someone that came into your life and put you on a pedestal? Made you feel like you were the best thing ever? Made you feel like you were top of the world? The, the queen of the kingdom, the king of the castle. Did you have someone that came into your life and made you feel like you're the best partner ever? And then, then all of a sudden it gets taken away. It's almost like the, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. It's almost like the whole landscape of the relationship changes. Sometimes those changes are around triggers and they're around events that happen. Some of the popular or the, the common ones that we normally hear of and talking to people on a day-to-day -day basis is the idea of moving in together or maybe getting pregnant or starting a family together, getting engaged, getting married. A lot of times these different aspects of life and of changing life events are normally something that can trigger the mask of a narcissist to fall. And as a result, it starts that cycle that you see oftentimes in narcissistic relationships, that cycle that oftentimes seems so crazy of like what's actually going on. Break it down in very small, simplistic form is idealization, devaluation, and discard. Because as a narcissist, they're going through the same genre of things. They're going through the same aspect time and time and time again of building someone up to tear them back down, to throw them away, to start again with someone else. So the narcissist comes into your life and a lot of times uses what we like to term as love bombing, where they like to put more effort, more uh, money, more praise, more overt idea and idealization into the other person to build them up. Sometimes a narcissist might think maybe it's like a little aspect of love. Maybe if I give this love. Typically, it's not the idea of that love being like, oh, I love this person so much. It's more like maybe if I give this love, I'll get something in return. Narcissism is very transactional. Sometimes people forget that. Maybe if I give this love, it'll help me feel better about myself. Maybe if I give this love, it'll make me look better in society. Maybe if I give this love, I can be with this person, then that'll increase my status or my paycheck or whatever it might be. And that idealization phase with love bombing looks very confusing sometimes. And a lot of times people ask like, how do you know when it's different? Like, how do you know what's, what's real love versus love bombing? You know, it's hard. You know, granted, it's hard because love bombing is not just one thing you look for. It's not like you get with someone and you're like, wait a second, they're a narcissist because of love bombing. They have none of the other traits, but just love bombing. So they must be, no, they, we're not doing that. Okay. Love bombing has to be, uh, you know, brought together with a bunch of other things, with a bunch of other traits about narcissism. So don't just take one simple thing. But the thing is like with love bombing, a lot of times it's overt. It's like over the top. It's not just someone who's like trying to give you a good time. It's like someone who's trying to make it the best time ever in the entire planet. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. Like we just got to know each other like five hours ago. Like why are we doing this elaborate date? Or like why are we flying across the country? Or like whatever it might be. Like sometimes it can be really crazy. But a lot of times it's over and above what someone would normally experience in compliments, in praise, in gifts. And the thing is, it's normally there for a purpose, for a purpose to capture or hold on to the other person. You see, in the phase of idealization, the narcissist puts you up on a pedestal. 
And they put you up there to be able to say, hey, you're the best person I've ever been with. Like, you are so beautiful. Like, all my other girlfriends haven't compared to you. All my other boyfriends don't look like you. Like, they'll say all these different types of things to be able to make you feel like you're the best thing ever. And then it happens. The switch flips, the mask falls, the pedestal breaks, and they take the carpet right underneath you. And all of a sudden you're wondering, what did I do? A lot of times that's purposeful on the narcissist aspect of making you think, what did you do? Because if you think, what did you do? You start to wonder, you start to question everything that you've ever done in the relationship and you wonder, what have I done wrong? What has changed? And at that point, the narcissist is starting the devaluation is starting to tell you, hey, what changed is you. You stop being loving. You stop taking care of stuff around the house. You stop engaging with the kids. You stop taking care of the animals. You stop loving me the way that I need to be loved. You stop respecting me. And the list goes on and on and on. Because at that point, the narcissist is trying to make sure that you feel crazy and that you feel like you have to work for their love and attention. You see, oftentimes in the devaluation stage, you'll also have aspects where the narcissist works on isolation. They work on separating you from other people. They work on separating you from your friends, from your family, from your work colleagues, from your best friends. And the point with that is not to just get you alone. The point with that is to make you dependent, to make you dependent on the narcissist for your validation and for the thoughts, ideas, perceptions that come from them. Because they want to control what you see, what you hear, the emotions that you experience, all different types of things. And if you're not in line with supporting their mask, if you're not in line with doing what they want to do, that's when they're going to work on that control. I'm like, wait a second, like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You see, a lot of narcissists view other people as transactions and view other people as appliances. And so when that appliance, when that thing doesn't do what the narcissist wants them to do, a lot of times you'll see them rage. They'll get really mad. They'll get really frustrated. All of a sudden it's zero to 60 and they just lash back out because they're like, wait a second, your intended purpose is to serve me. You're not doing that. So something's wrong with you. And that's when they'll start to attack you. With isolation, a lot of times people think that isolation is the narcissist saying, no, you can't go be with this person. Oftentimes it doesn't look like that. Oftentimes it looks like the narcissist is saying like, I just don't feel like going out with your family tonight. Or like, do we really have to go spend time with your friends? Like, I thought we could just spend like a day in. Sometimes the narcissist will do it by just taking up all of your time of having to text, be with, and respond to them 24-7 no matter what. It gives you little to no time for actual friends or family. Sometimes they'll plant little lies or little digs about, you know, did you see the way that they looked at you? Did you see what they said behind your back? Did you get this text that says, and they'll say all these different things to try to be able to put a divide between you and other people. You see, if they can divide you from the people that are going to speak truth into your life, then they become the only ones that can speak truth to you. In their minds, if they can cut off all the sources, if they can cut off all the inputs and the feedback from other people, from your family, from your friends, then that means they have a closed loop circuit where they're able to just be the only ones speaking into your life. Then they do that. They place you in that fog, and then the only ones that can direct you which way to go in the fog. 
usually with a narcissist, they idealize you, they put you up on that pedestal, they bring you back down, and they devalue. They devalue through multiple different ways. Some that we've already talked about, some that we don't even have time to talk about. But the point is to put you down. And I think sometimes people get in their mindset, they get the thought of like the narcissist putting me down because I'm such a great person. Or, you know, how could the narcissist do this because I'm such a good person? And the, the fallacy with a lot of that is it's bringing you into the equation. And I feel like a lot of people need to hear this, that when you bring you into the equation, you start to make it about yourself. When in a narcissistic relationship, it's never been about you. It's always been about the narcissist. Too many times people think and they wonder and they worry about themselves. Why they do this to a good person? How could they do this to me? Like all these different things. And it has nothing to do with you. And that's the problem. That's the thing that people need to understand is narcissism has everything to do with the narcissist. So when they're getting into the stage of devaluing, it's not that the narcissist is coming out and being like, how do I attack and ruin their life? No. A lot of times it's how do I make my life easier? If that means I do that by running over you, then I'll do that. Because it's easier to do that than it is to be honest with who I am. The narcissist doesn't care who they hurt. The narcissist just cares that they don't get hurt. Oftentimes you'll see this in the form of the discard, where sometimes the narcissist will just discard out of the blue because they want to make sure that they're the ones that do the discard. Sometimes if you leave the narcissist, they'll try to get back in your life for the sole purpose to manipulate and to discard you. That way they are the ones in control. They are the ones that did it and not you. So when that discard phase happens, it's really difficult to know what's going on because the narcissist is so manipulative. It might be a straight discard where they just walk out of your life and they're like, I'm done. Get out of my life. Like never come back. It could be a reverse discard where they're trying to make your life like hell so that you leave. And the majority of the time when you leave, that's when they can twist it around. They can use that smear campaign. They can use lying to their friends to be able to communicate, you know, it wasn't me. They left. Oftentimes you'll see a narcissist who might even try or make an attempt at the very last second because they don't want to have that guilt or that shame of, hey, this person left because of me. But then they can also twist it around really quick in their minds and be like, you know what? You know, I tried to get so-and-so to stay, but they wouldn't stay. You know, I tried to get her into counseling, but, you know, she wouldn't stay and she just left. I tried to get him to go see a therapist and he wouldn't stay. He just left. A narcissist wants to twist it at the last second. Especially in a reverse discard. They want to twist at the last second, making your life hell so that you walk away so they can tell everybody else that it's not my fault. It's them. I'm the victim here because they left me. You see, the narcissist will go through these stages. Idealization, building you up, discard, um, bringing, you, uh, bringing you back, devaluation, bringing you back down, and then discard, getting rid of you. Oftentimes with the idea of having another supply either ready to go or another supply in the wings ready to take over. A lot of narcissists don't go to the next supply. They don't discard until they have someone locked down. Sometimes narcissists stay in a circling loop where they won't leave. They won't get out of the relationship until they find someone because narcissists do not want to be alone. They have to have someone else to compare to. They have to have someone else to kind of take that goalpost and keep it moving so that narcissist doesn't have to be alone and deal with themselves and sit in the shit that they've created. So a lot of times you'll see the narcissist go through these different stages. Idealization, devaluation, and then discard really quickly.
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.